Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then there were four. Amber and Ian, presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com. There are four Still alive, Ian Fitzsimmons. The season is still ongoing for the Chiefs and the Ravens in the AFC, the Lions and the 49ers in the NFC. Two of those teams will find themselves in a Super Bowl after those championships are played on Sunday. But before we get to looking ahead, we got to start looking backwards because, boy, was this weekend some serious football heaven. It was remarkable. Yesterday was Valhalla. Just a- a- absolute sit on your couch, fire going. I mean, where I live in Dallas, Texas, we have been frozen here uh, with a negative four to a max of 33 degrees, which was delightful today. Could I get just one degree less? We have snow. Instead, we have freezing rain. And Amber, I've told you how I feel about freezing rain and temps at being outdoors calling games like Corvallis, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, right, where I got outed by Tara Slajewski last week, how miserable mm-hmm. I was. Yes, I mean, it, that that's what we've been she dealing with. She was arguing with, with you. Tara was, was producing last week. She was arguing with you because you were trying to claim I said I can make it to the third quarter in a t-shirt, a t-shirt and jeans. You, Right. Well, you were trying to claim, though, that doing a game as you've done in like 30 degrees with freezing rain is worse than doing a game in zero in degrees with in snow. snow. And that was yes. your claim. Yes. And I, it I, is. Tara and I were both uh, we were both questioning that because 30 degrees Get out warmer there and is 30 degrees. I will say, though, I hate being cold and wet. I hate it. So I would prefer to deal with snow than I would to deal with give, cold rain. I, I do hate being wet. Every time. Give me snow over freezing rain any day of the week and 10 times on a game that I'm calling, right? But that's, that's what we've been dealing with here in Dallas, Texas for the last 24 hours. But yesterday, fire going, and man, it was remarkable just to kick back and watch a hypnotic Sunday in the divisional round, where, where man, Lions and Bucks lived up to every bit of it. Chiefs, Bills lived up to every bit of the billing. It was beyond sensational. Hell, Amber, go back to Saturday, where we really had three and a half games of remarkable football. Because go back to the early game on Saturday, Ravens, Texans, it's 10 to 10 at halftime. We're going, oh my God, Magnus, especially me. My number one play on the weekend was the Ravens minus nine. And I'm going, oh, my God, we get Houston, we got a problem. I mean, like, I'm looking at my wife going, darling, you know that envelope over there in the uh, in, in, in my closet? Yeah. May, we may have to empty a little bit of that out, right? I mean, mm. it was and, – and they the way they came back with Lamar Jackson and then Niners, Packers, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills, if you love football, this was about – as grand of a weekend as you're going to find. 
It was that. Uh, Houston did, in fact, have a problem. Houston, we did have a problem in the second half of that game when they got shut out by the Baltimore Ravens. But you're right. The first half of that game was exciting. Overall, that game was not because it ends up being a demolishment by the Ravens, 34-10 to 10 over the Texans. The Packers-Niners game, much closer later that night, 24-21. to 21. I think the frustrating thing for me with that game, and I know we're going to talk about criticism and praise soon, I actually had to go the next day on Sunday. I actually went back and looked again at the score of 49ers Packers to see if I had been dreaming because there was so much <laughs> criticism about Brock Purdy that I started thinking the Niners had lost and I had just seen something different. It's been that insane and that loud when it comes to the criticism of Brock Purdy hey. from that game. We will get into criticism of some of these players, but that one was weird to me because the Niners won. <laughs> yeah, and so, but to your point there, right? I mean, he ends up, what, 23 of 39 for around 250, one touchdown, no picks. Where was the criticism coming from? Debo so Samuel, loud. your number so one much. guy goes out. He's done. You don't have him. So Nobody much cares. of your game plan surround, is, is, is surrounded around one dude, that man from South Carolina, and you don't have him. So I'm going to pose this question to you. Why was Brock Purdy getting so much venom when all he was doing was keeping his guys in the game? They they finished, what, 10 of 16 on third down. They, they, they win the game. He ends up orchestrating the game-winning drive. So why was he getting so much hate? I don't it, get from it. From everyone, everyone, everywhere. I even, I, who was it? Devin producing Freddie and Harry today. I even heard it on Freddie and Harry briefly where he's like, well, he tried to throw interceptions, you know, and that, that's been the criticism today. And I get Brock Purdy did not look flawless in that game. But again, I had to go back and I had to look at the score. I'm like, am I crazy? Did the Packers win that game? And I saw some different, something differently there at the end. I know that there was some drop picks and I know Brock Purdy left something to be desired, but man, the 49ers actually won that game. So I thought that that was kind of strange over the weekend. Sunday though, you can't be critical of Sunday gave us some great football and that is all you can ask for man if you are a football fan the Lions beat the Bucks 31 to 23 but that game Baker had so much fight in him in that game and I know he throws the pick at the end there was so much fight in that Bucks team that game could have gotten out of control and the Bucks kept answering and coming back every time you felt like Detroit was in control and so that made that game exciting all the way through and then of course I mean come on chill Chiefs Bills we knew that was going to be a classic that game's a classic for us ever mostly every darn time 27 to 24 the Chiefs end up winning that thing another classic by those two quarterbacks and and this goes to the the bigger picture to me Amber is you know the the glory of, of of victory but that old ABC saying right going back to the you know late 70s early 80s the agony of defeat Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler Bass, I feel for you, man. I mean, I do. Baker Mayfield, I feel for you. Because you had your teams in a position to win a game. And we'll touch on Josh Allen on a much more grander stage. But, you know, Tyler Bass, the kicker for the Bills, I mean, he was 9 for 9 in the last two minutes of regulation with a game on the line, one score game, meaning game-tying or game-winning kick in overtime. 9 for 9 in his career. And it's wide right by a large margin. I, I, I felt so badly for this guy, and I still do. I mean, that is painful. It's, it's, it's so hard to come back from. It, Ask Scott Norwood. And brutal. then 
Yeah, and then Baker Mayfield, you know, you help your team in, on a one-year prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. You get to the divisional round. You win a wild-card game. You've got your team with the ball. You know, it's in your hands, and he throws the one bad decision he made all day. I know the stats say two picks, but that first one went yeah. right through Mike Evans' hands. That 100%. one's not on him. The, the, the one that, that sealed the game, Amber, I felt so badly for this young man because you talk about a reclamation project where mm-hmm. he did he's unappreciated in Cleveland, even though he, de- he delivered the first playoff win in a long, long time on the road during COVID in Pittsburgh and damn near beat KC in KC the following week. Gets run out of there because he played not hurt but injured. And then as you documented and you were spot on, when he went to L.A., he went back to just being Baker. Sean McVay told him, just go have fun, man. Be you. And to have this one-year prove-it deal in Tampa, which, by the way, Tampa, re-signed a guy. Give him a three-year contract and ride with him because you could tell how much his teammates enjoy playing with him and having him as their quarterback. But to watch the moment that ball left his hand, and right when he let it fly, you can see it on his face like, oh, bleep. No. And Barnes is now in Lions history. Mm-hmm. He makes a remarkable catch, ends the game, the agony of defeat for Bass, kicker for the Bills, and Baker Mayfield. That is part of why we love and also it can be gruesome at times, the great game of football. Yeah, I think Baker proved – this season that he deserves to be a starter in the National Football League. And that's not something that we were saying when he was in Carolina. That's not something a lot of people were saying at the end of his tenure in Cleveland, right? And his time in Los Angeles, I think, got lost by a lot of people because they weren't even watching because the Rams weren't playing for anything, which I think helped in his resurgence overall. But I agree with you. If I'm the Bucks, I'm bringing back Baker. Sure, it ended on a sour note. It, it was, it, I mean, some of the throws that he made in that game, some of the quarterback play in these games, even th- the, some of the throws with Jared Goff, too, on the other side. Amen. Like, we saw, and then, of course, yep. obviously, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we saw some of the craziest throws <laughs> this weekend that I have ever seen. It was certainly the beauty of football. It was on full display in the divisional round. And now, now we are headed to some conference championships this coming Sunday. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we are headed to Ian being sick of one narrative around the Buffalo Bills loss to the Chiefs. He will tell you about it next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. 
ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Kick by Bass is on the way, and it is no good, no good wide to the right. We have full confidence in Tyler. I mean, he's kicked well for us over the years. I thought he came out early and was kicking well. The ball was coming off his foot well, and, and then the ball started to fade a little bit. You win as a team, you lose as a team. You know, one play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that. You know, we got to be there for him because, again, we execute a couple plays prior, probably singing a different tune right now. Tyler Bass missed the kick. However, you'd think it was Josh Allen. (laughs) You'd think he was out there kicking, punting, on defense. That's a narrative right now, right? At every position on that field. Football is the ultimate team game, unless we're talking about who we're going to (laughs) blame. In which case, the team flies out the window, and it is the quarterback every time. Josh Allen was absolutely brilliant in that game. And yet he is going to get assigned all the criticism against a Chiefs team that was brilliant on both sides of the ball. This one drives me nuts. And, and I'm going to go big picture here. And you, anybody, you, you can weigh in at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Amber, why are we so quick to assign blame instead of giving credit? Because that's the world we live in right now, and it drives me absolutely insane. Josh Allen is being raked over the coals today. Why? Played his ass off. Ass off. I, mean, I honestly, I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy analysis, right? I, I, I think that that's largely what we do. Like football, such a complicated sport, and it's hard to decipher what the linemen are doing, three touchdowns, right? What three, the blocking patterns should be. No like. turnovers. But, but I, like, if you've never played the game, for example, particularly from the outside looking in. It is sometimes hard to figure out what routes are run, you know, supposed to be ran, what routes are like who's out uh, off assignment, who's not. It's hard to sort of see all of that. What's not hard is to see what the quarterback is doing. And I think that's why sometimes that's where the blame falls is just because it's such a complex game with so much to it that that's sort of the easy place to go. I, I, maybe it's because I have a brother in coaching and he's changed my opinion on this over the last 15 years since he's been in the NFL or, 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 or power five college football, Amber, but I, 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 I'm all about giving credit to the Kansas city chiefs going on the road in Patrick Mahomes first and not just Patrick Mahomes, the chiefs first road playoff game. Cause we always focus in on just the quarterback and they scored on five of their first six drives outside of a kneel down before the half. You look at, 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 at the box score, you're going, well, the Chiefs were only one for five on third down. Why were they only one for five? They didn't get the third down. They scored on five of their first six legit possessions. Give them full credit. Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, just running with reckless abandon. Mahomes on the road 
Well, 17 of 23 for 215, two tuds, no picks. Travis Kelsey, five catches, 75 yards, two tuds, and a T-Rex barbaric roar from his brother, shirtless with a cold beer in his hand after shotgunning a, a whatever was in that bowling ball, right? And, and the Chiefs, I mean, or the, the Bills parking lot. That Kelsey, that awesome. Kelsey won the weekend. It was that awesome. Kelsey, that Amazing. Kelsey somehow was the best Kelsey yes. in that stadium, even though he wasn't playing in the game. He's like, man. And by the way, the one playing in the game had two tutties, so he I, was pretty freaking good, too. I'm going to hang it up, man. I mean, I may not have made it official yet, but I'm going to get out here, skinned off, and go barbaric roar. And then he jumps out of the suite into the Bills crowd. So good. Skinned off, shirtless, jumps by the way. onto ice and snow, if oh, you okay. saw the wider shot of it. I mean, he almost loses his footing when he jumps out it's of the awesome. suite because it's like a Athlete. six-foot drop. That's, a, that's an athletic center right there, right? That, that ain't easy. Me, I'm tearing a hamstring of me, like being ripped off of the bone, MCL, ACL, torn, my right foot. Now we're going to finally have to amputate after we avoided that five years ago. Yeah, we got I mean, we, yeah, that dude was awesome. But yet, here we are assigning blame on Josh Allen and the Bills. Hell with that, man. I'm going to give full credit to the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road where this ain't the same Chiefs team that we've gotten to know. But, I mean, not even close. All year long, we've all said that they don't look the same. They aren't the same. They don't have that true wideout one, which in, in, in this game was Travis Kelsey. It wasn't Rasheed Rice. Who went for a buck thirty, right in in the divisional round, or the wild card round? But yet Josh Allen is getting destroyed. Let me ask you a question, Amber. Mm-hmm. Did Josh Allen miss the field goal with no. a buck forty three to go? You would did think Josh, so, though. Did Josh Allen drop the ball that Sherfield had in his hands? No. Did Josh Allen drop the ball that that Stephon Diggs? Had dropped right in his hands for fifty-five yards up the I right don't know boundary. What was going on with Diggs in that game? No. Did I mean? Did his de- did, does he play in defense that allowed thirty-four points per game in their last four playoff losses? No. Did he play in safety? No. Now he did fumble, and Kansas City tried to have a scoop and score. He got uh, that. That that's where the moment of you want to blame Josh Allen. That was the moment where, oh my gosh, this is it. But Kansas City recovered. Oh, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't recover. The Bills did, and they were able to fight another day. Yet all of what we just said, and the fake punt with 14.40 to go in the fourth quarter, and you're calling a fake punt on fourth and five? Josh Allen didn't do that. Yet Josh Allen is the one being blamed for this loss. Please explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old, because to me, I'm going to give full credit to the Kansas City Chiefs going into that environment and finding a way to come away with a three-point win. Here's what I don't understand, and I want to direct this question to our producer, James Steele, because James is the ultimate Josh Allen hater. And here's what I don't understand. I am a Dolphins fan. I should hate the Buffalo Bills, and I can't hate the Buffalo Bills. I want to. But they are so damn fun to watch. That quarterback is so good. I I think it's a pleasure to watch Josh Allen play football. Like, I think it's a pleasure to watch your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, James, 
play football. I think I would be ridiculous if I said anything otherwise. I like to try to recognize, I like to try to recognize greatness when I'm witnessing greatness. And how could you, and I get it, I get you're playing against the Bills, but even when it's not the Chiefs against the Bills, your team against the Bills, you are constantly a Josh Allen hater. And what I don't understand is how you can witness that man play football and uh, yeah, I get the interceptions fine, but how can you watch that guy play football and not just enjoy watching it I, when you have no rooting interest? But I do have a rooting interest. They're in the AFC. They're always a team. So but listen, you that, don't feel that way about Lamar, right? I mean, you don't feel that way about the other quarterbacks in the AFC. For some reason, you have some specific hatred towards Josh Allen from what I've understood so and it's I was, not a rivalry thing. I was discussing this with uh, with some people earlier today. The AFC West has been pretty bad for a long time. Like there nothing has like I kind of feel sorry for like the Raiders of how bad they always are. I kind of kind of a little bit feel sorry for the Broncos right now. They went all in on on Russell Wilson doesn't seem to be working out. Uh, I don't really like the Chargers uh, cuz they were like good for a little bit like a, for a year or two, but like, there's, there's like no hatred there. The hatred comes from playing in like games that are high stakes and the chiefs and the bills play in the playoffs like every year now. So I hate them. I hate, I hate them. I hate Josh Allen. I, I, I hate the Bengals. You respect the game. I mean, you respect like, what he like, does. Like, like, I don't like your team. I don't like the Chiefs. I'm tired of the Chiefs. We've seen it. We've done it. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm sick of the Chiefs, okay? I'm yeah. sick of it. But I would be ridiculous if I said Patrick Mahomes was anything other than great, right? Like, I can, I can simultaneously hate the team and also admit that I'm witnessing great. Josh Allen played his butt off yesterday. Josh Allen has been great for the past, like, seven weeks. Like, just cut out. Like, stupid good. Like, cut out a lot of the turnovers. And that's always, I think that's always been my biggest criticism of him, is that people go crazy over him. And he's the guy who, like, costs his team points by constantly turning the ball over. Interceptions. Not yesterday. He got. No, he's also the only reason that his team is in those games the huge majority of the time. But maybe they would win if he wouldn't turn the ball over so much. But he didn't. But also, or maybe they wouldn't even be in a position to win if it weren't for him. I I understand. I'm giving full credit to Kansas City, and I'm not assigning blame to Buffalo. That's that's where I'm coming in this game. I think I... I think we have to go to break. So We're up against the clock. Come up next. We will get Coach Herm Edwards in to help us with this conversation. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The third time in four years, Buffalo's postseason is ended prematurely by the Kansas City Chiefs. Losing's never fun. It's the reason why you play this game is because you don't want to feel this way. Josh Allen, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear, well, he was so great. Remember this play? Remember that play? No, he didn't win the damn game. Josh Allen will probably win a Super Bowl one day, but we have to say that he's coming up short as far as it pertains to greatness. Do we have to say it? Do we? That was courtesy of the Buffalo Bills radio network. Not that part, not that Ryan Clark take, but before that, the the play that we heard. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's bring in some help with this conversation because Ian Fitzsimmons and I, we were kind of sick of the blame game and how only the quarterback gets the blame when we talk about the Buffalo Bills. ESPN NFL analyst, coach, as always, thanks for joining us. Before we get to the football stuff, though, yep. Ian has something about laundry to get to. I don't know what it is. Oh. Man, uh, we were talking about an hour ago off air, and Herm said, I got to go do my laundry before I go home. Yeah. And I said, hold on a minute. Uh, uh, you mean you're, you're putting your laundry in that bag in that nice hotel you stay in yeah. and send it down to the laundry service, or are you actually going downstairs and doing your laundry? Herm said he's doing his own laundry. No. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a challenge flag right now. The red flag is hey, up. There hey. ain't no way, Herman, you're doing your own damn laundry. The next time I come here, I'm going to show you the quarters that I have oh. to put in the machine. <laughs> and it used to be it was 25 cents when I was growing up. Now it's $1.25 just to wash it and $1.25 to dry it. I'm saying, oh, this is killing me right now. <laughs> Who has that kind of quarters with Quarter, them? Because it's a also- machine that takes quarters. They didn't even take dollars. I got to put five quarters in this thing to get the washing machine Herm going. Edward. It's just, it's just use a laundry service at oh, the hotel. Oh, no, 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 no. I, well, this is my workout stuff. I wash it every Tuesday, every Monday night before I leave on Tuesday. After I do sports center in the morning at 7, then I leave and go back to California. You know, no. ESPN's a pretty unbelievable place to work. That campus there yeah. in Bristol is awesome. But I did just it did just occur to me that I do feel like we're missing laundry facilities maybe up there in Connecticut. They should have that for you. Coach. No, it's okay. Anybody I like else? doing it. I, I'm okay. I grew up. Look, my father was a master sergeant. So uh-huh. guess what? I did not know that. Now yeah, I believe sergeant. you're doing your own laundry. I do no, laundry, now, man. Now, yeah. now, now you do I your laundry. It. You shine your shoes. You kind of do all that stuff, right? It's just that's part of the deal. Do you make your hotel bed like every no. morning and, and tuck that damn thing in like 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 tight as a drum? Eh, I used to, but now I, I'm here. You look, I got here this morning at five thirty. Still here. I'm still here. Yeah, well, it's called work. You work. You know, there's no when you go to work. I say work is like this. Work is to me is like when you go to Las Vegas. What do you know about Las Vegas when you go to casinos? There's no clocks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when I come here, I don't look at the clock. I'm done when the work's done. When they but tell me I go home, I go home. But well, you're doing is, your own laundry, and you're not. But you're not yeah. making. You're, you're not making your own bed. Now, every one, I, every once in a while, because the time I leave and come home, it's time to go to bed again. <laughs> well, it's basically a folding Making your bed and making your bed in a hotel room, I feel like are two different things. Well, right? yeah, at home I your make bed my bed. Home. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a little yeah. different. That's no a little different. All right. Okay. Let's get into the football. Yeah, let's stuff, talk about football. Shall we? Yes. Uh, th- this I had weekend, so many more laundry questions, but go ahead. Look I, at I know you did. That's why I got to got to get us back on <laughs> track. Or we never will. We'll do the whole segment on laundry <laughs> this weekend, Coach. I, I mean, just a hell of a weekend oh, in boy. terms of some beautiful football to yeah. watch. But one of the 
things that frustrates Ian and me so much is the blame game with yeah. Josh Allen specifically. It kind of takes away from the greatness that we do get to witness with this guy. Well, it is. And, and you know, the problem is there's this one guy that plays for the team uh, in Kansas City. His name is Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, when you faced him, you got to realize what he's chasing. He's chasing mm-hmm. Captain America. And for almost nine years uh, in New England, think about it, for almost a decade, if you, were an a- if you were an AFC football team or a quarterback, everything went through New England. So there are guys that played in the league for five or six years in the AFC side of it and never was going to get to a Super Bowl because that one guy, Captain America, right? Yep. And so now you have this other, I mean, unusual quarterback. I mean, he is just a phenom. And when he gets in playoff competition, he's chasing Captain America. And you got to beat him. And at the end, when you looked at the game, Buffalo played a fantastic game. This quarterback, Josh Allen, he can play for me any day. He had 50 touchdowns this year. I know. Not good enough because he's going to win the Super Bowl. Good luck winning the Super Bowl. That's e- it comes off people's mouth real easy. But how hard it is to do. There have been a many great quarterbacks in this league never won a Super Bowl. We won't even get into that. So here's the deal. At the end of the day, it boiled down to this. He had the ball at the end of the game. If he could have took that team down and scored a touchdown, we would not be having this conversation. They would have won the game. They settle for a field goal. Even if they make it, you don't want to tie. You don't want to tie this guy. You did that earlier in Arrowhead with 13 seconds left, and that guy took the ball and went right down the field on the defense and won. You got it. When you have the ball at the end, when you're the quarterback, you know this is part of your status. This is part of, of uh, who you are. This is what people are waiting for. You have the ball at the end of the game. One possession left. What are you going to do with it? If you score a touchdown, we're not having this conversation. The Chiefs are sitting at home. And he is talked about now as, oh, boy, look how great he is, right? But now the opposite happens. And that's the life of the quarterback. And Josh Allen knows that. And any guy that plays the hardest position in football is to play the quarterback understands that. You know, having a brother in coaching, I hate to ask this question, but I have to because sure. you've been a head coach. Fourth and five. Oh, no, I ain't doing it. You don't even have to ask. They, yeah, I mean, the fake it. punt. I, 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 I jumped off my couch, threw yeah. the popcorn, kicked the dog. I mean, you And they got it. bailed I mean, I out. It. And they got bailed out because of the fumble in the end zone. Yep. Let me ask you guys this question. And somebody asked me this question today. Are they going to change the rule? Here we go. Okay, so the question is, if you change the rule, what do you do? The ball goes out of the end zone now. We say, no. It, it, I, it's, I'm not changing the no, rule. I'm just saying. The, if, the goal line is holy ground okay. to the Highlander. I understand right? that. But I'm saying a lot of people say change the rule. So if um, the ball goes out of the back of the end zone, what do you replace it with? What do you say? What happens after that? Uh, would you change the rule? Because I'm not doing repeat it. Repeat the down, I guess, is what no, you No, we can't repeat the down. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm saying like, to. What do you do? If you, you don't if, change the rule. Well, I'm just saying, there'll be talk. I'm telling you, at the owner's meeting and everybody else, it'll come yeah, up. They I'm asking you, it'll come Herm, up. Herm, I'm asking you right now, would you change that touchback rule if the ball is forward, <sighs> is fumbled forward, goes through the end zone? Mm. And now it's, you know, other teams hey. ball the 20. I, to me, that hey. that goal line is holy ground. I understand. It's different from the one-yard line, the 10-yard line, and the 37-yard line. I know. I'm I not changing it. What, what are you doing? I don't know. 
I, what do you mean? I, I don't know. You do I, your own laundry. What do you mean? Laundry? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I've been thinking about it all day. I, I'm saying if you change, it's easy to say change the rule. Okay. But then what do you do? I mean, what happens? You just fumble the ball out of the back of the end zone. It's not like you fumble the ball out of bounds. You fumble it out of the back of the end zone. So what yeah, but why happens? can't you treat it like that's out of bounds? So you get the like, ball? Why do we have to do this holy grail on. thing that Ian... That yeah. Ian is suggesting. Well, let's move on. We're, we're, let's don't talk about that. We'll let the we'll let the NFL deal with that. Neil Fisher. All right, they'll figure it out. All right, fine. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go back to some of the better <laughs> yeah, let's stories. Go back to that, that we haven't gotten to because, again, yeah. just a heck of a weekend. Herm Edwards here joining us. So Lions will take on the 49ers now in the NFC Championship. Obviously, what this means to Detroit to get here, mm. we know about the history. But I want to mention real quick the effort that you saw from Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Oh. Baker, obviously, ugly interception at the end. Do you think, though, that that man solidified a place as a starter in the National Football League? Yeah, for the Bucks, I do. I think the team rallied around his energy. Um, he he's resurrected his career there, as well as Jared Goff. You know, Jared yep. Goff was a castaway, and he's resurrected his career. And you like seeing that. Geno Smith, another guy, resurrected his career. You know, a lot of first round picks. Uh, at times, they fail. They just kind of fall by the wayside. I love these stories of these guys. I just do because I understand how hard it is, and especially at the position they play. But I thought the the Bucks were fabulous. I mean, the way Baker Mayfield played for these guys down the stretch, he has he has captured the locker room. He's had he's captured the fan base. To be quite honest, the way he's played, and good for him. What do you make of what you've seen, not just from Jared Goff, mm. but also from Dan Campbell, and what that means to that particular city? As you know, oh, uh, you know, boy. my brother coached here for six years. Man, I can't even imagine what that city's like right now. Goff Campbell. Describe that combination. Well, it, it, it's obviously not, not only a winning combination, but they understand um, the other part of it. You know, they, they've been in the NFL long enough where they've been on the losing side of it. Dan Campbell was there, I guess, as a player, and they were, what, 0-16? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He felt it as a player. And for this team, I, I think coming into this season, everybody said, are the expectations too high for the Detroit Lions? Is it going to get them? Can they, can they live with the expectations? Well, you know what they did the first game of the season? They went into Arrowhead and beat them. And I thought when they won that game, I went, uh-oh. Uh-oh. They went yep. into Arrowhead on the road, playing Patrick Mahomes in that offense, and that team in that stadium, and won. And I went, you know what? They'll be fine. And from <laughs> there, they just kept on playing. And now they find themselves... Now they find themselves, not only do they get one playoff game, they got two, and now they get to go on the road and play the big bad bear in San Francisco. Hmm, interesting. Where Jared Goff, Jared Goff, right across the street, Cal Berserkly, one of my universities, he attended, he's going home. Love it. You can't make it up. You can't. You he cannot. is one of the best. He is absolutely one of the best stories this season yeah. in the entire NFL. Heck of a story. Uh, I... I mentioned off the top of the show when we were talking about the 49ers in that matchup that they're going to be facing this Sunday with against the Lions that I had to I went back and like recheck the score to make sure coach that I wasn't dreaming that the Niners had actually won the game because I saw so much criticism <laughs> of Brock Purdy coming off of that game. I thought it was weird the level of criticism I I'm seeing frankly leveled at the 49ers and I don't know if that's because they were expected to have a much larger point spread than they ended up having against the Packers? Well, that's the problem. A lot of people, uh, you know, 
misunderstand this is pro football. This is not college football. This is not, you know, Alabama playing some Division II school where the third string guys get in in the second half. This is professional football players professional, playing professional football players, by the way, in playoff competition. And the team that they beat, uh, that Green Bay Packer bunch, now they're kind of good too, by the way. <laughs> they got a pretty good quarterback. But uh, they, they get it right. Do they have like something when it comes to quarterbacks just picking the right guy all the time? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one of them three games, straight. you know. It's could just, be three straight. It's three straight. You know, it's going to be three straight. It ain't gonna, it could be. It's going to be three some, straight. Some franchises can never find one. And, and, and they, in 20 years. Yeah. And, and are you doing whites and darks or just whites? I mean, oh, uh, here you go with the laundry again. Well, it's depending, you know. It, it's and it, it, it's Sometimes it's cool. Some, you don't do stuff hot. You probably still do stuff hot water. You don't do hot water anymore. I've learned that in my day of being an expert washer. <laughs> you do cool. <laughs> right, uh, it, it, so you got and you put a little downy in there, you know, so you can smell good. I mean, I, I do all that stuff. I mean, you know. laundry advice <laughs> from Coach Herm Edwards. Thanks, like Coach. This. My pleasure. <laughs> Bring it to me if you need me. Now, just Brad, I can do it all. I can do I, loads. That's no problem. Drop it mine off at your doorstep, Coach. <laughs> uh, but make sure you bring some quarters if you do. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, has Sean McDermott gotten the bills as far as he can take them? Should there be a new sheriff in town? We'll get into that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good. Wide to the right. The Bills are only left thinking about what could have been as their arch nemesis strikes again. The third time in four years, Buffalo's postseason is ended prematurely by the Kansas City Chiefs. Every season, if you don't win, it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. It's one happy team at the end of the season early. And when it's not you, it just it sucks. James Steele was talking about how the teams in the AFC West, outside of his Chiefs, he actually feels almost bad for. That's kind of how I'm finding myself feeling today 
for the Buffalo Bills, who are in the same division as my Miami Dolphins. It's it's very uncomfortable, Ian, that I find myself at all like liking or feeling anything for this Bills team. I just love the fact that I'm I'm looking at Herm Edwards still wandering around the studios right now, wondering if anybody needs some laundry done. (laughs) (laughs) Coach is still hanging out in the studios going, hey, what do you got? I mean, hey, give give me a buck twenty-five and quarters, and and we can knock out some laundry. When he was on with us earlier, he did say that he that he does that there are no clocks when he gets to work in Bristol, Connecticut, at ESPN HQ. And I thought, goodness, he's trying to make the rest of us look bad. But that is how that is how a former coach at all the levels thinks, right? Like there are no clocks when I'm at work. I'm working around the clock. This man's on Sports Center at seven a.m. He's on our show at at darn near eight p.m. He's gonna to do laundry in between. I think he's going to be on Q's show later tonight. <laughs> Herm Edwards never stops working. If you miss hey, any of him, you can check out the podcast on the ESPN app. You know, as, as far as coaching goes and everything else, Amber, I mean, th- this is a, a weird coaching cycle, is it not? Because we're watching this is the slowest moving one I can remember, where you've got Bill Belichick interviewing not once but twice right for the Atlanta Falcons. You've got Jim Harbaugh interviewing twice with the Chargers which I thought that was a slam dunk because he loves Justin Herbert. When I say he loves Justin Herbert, anytime you bring up quarterback conversation or you're talking quarterback play, he somehow brings it back to Herbert, and he hasn't been hired there yet. And he's also been interviewed twice with the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel has been interviewed where? With Chargers, Falcons, um, and Seattle, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read a report that they were that they were right. considering him as well. I don't know if they've interviewed him yet. By it the way, the slowest we moving. do. Go ahead. It's slow moving, but real quick, we do have some breaking news from Adam Schefter on the coaching front. Earlier, the Titans are reportedly working to finalize a deal to hire Bengals OC Brian Callahan as their next head coach. Now, everyone talks about Brian John or Ben Johnson, right? You know, the OC uh-huh. for the Detroit Lions, who is a hot name, also. Brian Callahan, what I think that really helped, not help, but he did it himself. When you look at what Jake Browning did as a backup quarterback coming in when Joe Burrow got injured and had Cincinnati in week 16, week 17, still in the hunt for a wild card berth, completing 70% of his passes. Man, that's coaching. Mm -hmm. And Browning will tell you, Callahan was a big part of that because a lot of people didn't believe in Brownie, including myself. My hands up. I mean, I, I covered him several nobody, times. Nobody did. Nobody did. I mean, his, his Washington, father, the arm sure strength did. wasn't there. Now, it turns out he, he had a shoulder issue, right? But, I mean, it, it, it didn't look right. And it's right. taken a, a few years for him to finally get healthy. Callahan saw something in him and continued to work and develop with him. And now, you know, he, he, he had Cincinnati in the hunt. In week 16, week 17, Brian Callahan is a remarkable mind when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, but he also is a leader of men. Guys gravitate to him, and he's a teacher. So, you know, this thing is done with the the Titans. As Adam Schefter is reporting that they are working to finalize a deal to hire, you know, the Bengals OC, Brian Callahan. He's one of the young, hot minds that – is there to go work with a young quarterback out of Kentucky, right? And Will Levis, that they really like there in Tennessee. 
What better guy to bring in than the dude who has developed a quarterback like Jake Browning into a true NFL, not just serviceable, but a guy who won games and completed 70% of his passes when Joe Burrow went down. A list of some of the quarterbacks that Brian Callahan has worked with include Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, and oh, by the way, that Joe Burrow guy as well in Cincinnati. Not a bad list to be around. I think that we forget about the Bengals, right, because of the season that they had, and obviously the health of Burrow has everything to do with that, but I agree with you. A a good hire. One, by the way, though, that I had not heard much about. Given I hadn't heard the Titans very active, generally speaking, I feel like the the teams that we keep talking about are the Falcons, who they interview Bill a couple times, and now they're moving on, apparently, to other candidates, which I I don't exactly know what that means. Harbaugh twice. Right, and then uh, right, but I'm saying I don't know what that means for Bill. And then oh, over with the Chargers. You're right; it's not just Harp. They they've interviewed like eight candidates, haven't they, with the Chargers? Well, I I know that they've interviewed Vrabel. I know they interviewed Harbaugh. I don't know of anybody else. Um, but I thought Harbaugh would be the slam dunk. And like, like I'm a, I'm a Mike Vrabel guy. I mean, I, we we've known the guy for 20 years, and he's just awesome. I mean, he's a leader of men, uh, and and he's going to be a head coach somewhere. Uh, without a doubt. But when you also look at Bill Belichick, right? I mean, you know, look, Rex Ryan threw this out there this morning, and I'm I'm fascinated to see if there's any legs to this, where if you're the Bills, do you part ways with Sean McDermott and hire Bill Belichick? And would Belichick go to the Bills, a longtime rival in the, in the AFC East? I mean, damn, that's... I mean, we threw that out there. That I, idea I, 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 I fell off my You're couch. killing me, Smalls, because I thought, right. yeah, we got we have to be able to talk about this at some point. I know we're up against it here, so we're going to end up talking about it later in the show. Uh, they did. They floated that idea on Get Up. They floated that Ooh. idea on Greeny today. So people are talking about it. It's hard for me to believe that I'm Sean McDermott is going anywhere, but I know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans are disappointed. So we will get into that a little bit later here on Amber and Ian. Coming up next, we will ask a former Baltimore. Raven what he thinks on the state of the team.